I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. SEO is important because it still drives the majority of online traffic, period. Paid ads, social media, all of that is great, but it's not driving the majority of traffic. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 49. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For, for today's episode, we're going to talk about some often overlooked ways that you can leverage the SEO and get your website on the map. But before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking today? I am keeping it simple, going with the coffee just at home, the Starbucks made with the Keurig, black. Well, that's <laughs> probably a really good idea. You know, I know. I've been hitting the eggnog a little too much. The Oh my gosh, you're so talked funny. about this. Well, we've talked about yeah. this before, like the, the, the really good, the yeah. good, we'll just say the good stuff. So All right. All right. Yeah. No, so the coffee been, is, is much needed right now. Yeah, well, the eggnog's much needed right now as well. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, now, Jesse, you actually weren't able to be here for this interview we're talking about today. Right. But it was a really great discussion that I had with Nina Gibson, and she shared with us some important ways that we can use SEO to get our website seen. Nina Gibson is a digital marker and search maven who left the corporate world almost 10 years ago to start her own business. She helps female entrepreneurs stop the social media burnout and drive more traffic website and leads with SEO. Nina, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are so excited to have you and we're so passionate, um, both Jesse and I, of course, who couldn't be here for this interview. We're both so passionate about SEO. We've both seen it help our businesses. So this is an exciting conversation. But first, before we get into it all, this is Cocktails and Content Creation. So we must start off with, what are you drinking today? I am drinking ginger and peach tea. If I didn't have to go pick up my kids from school in a few hours, it would definitely be some sort of bubbly cocktail concoction. Um, Prosecco, I live and die by. So it would definitely be something like that. But for now, it's tea. Maybe a peach bellini. Peach bellini. I love peach bellinis. It's like my favorite. It's yes, so good. They are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. That's kind of what we live by here is, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time we're drinking coffee or tea. I've got my protein shake right now. Perfect. Uh, but we do think about what would be drinking because I know. And yes. And I love Prosecco too. So, hmm. well, now that we've okay. gotten the important quote business out of the way, tell us a little bit about your journey and what it is that you do. Yeah. So um, I think you summed it up pretty well. I am a mom of two, a digital marketer since 2009, and I am a corporate dropout. I left my corporate job in 2014 when I got pregnant with my daughter. And um, I've been doing enterprise level direct client management for SEO. But in the past two years, I've been pivoting my business to help female business owners really start to unlock SEO potential for their businesses drive more website traffic, and increase their brand visibility. I saw a gap with so many of the women that I was talking to who were like, I'm so tired of posting on social media. It's not doing anything for my business. I'm spending tons of money on ads. And I was like, ladies, there's a different way. There's a better way. Um, And so that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years, in addition to uh, my direct client management work. 
Now, this wasn't actually part of our questions, but you did bring up a, a good point, with, <laughs> you know, posting on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, I know a lot of even bloggers have just kind of turned away from their blog and have specifically been posting on social media. What are kind of the, there's a, there's a danger to that. What, what are those, what is the danger to maybe just, just focusing on social media and not having your own website where you can like talk to people directly? Yeah. I mean, I think social media gives us that instant gratification, but you know, what was it like a month ago when Facebook and Instagram went down for like an entire day? And I had so many people message me and be like, now I understand what you're talking about. Nina. You know, um, social media is amazing and we connect with so many amazing people, but it is somebody else's platform, right? You're building content on somebody else's platform and it could be gone in an instant. I know several people have had their accounts deleted for no reason, really just, you know, they violated something they didn't even know existed. Um, and it's short-term growth, right? So the average Instagram post has a shelf life of about 48 hours and maybe two to 5% of your followers are going to see it. The average blog post has a lifespan of about two years. So if you think about where you're putting all of your time and energy, social media definitely should be part of it. But in terms of long-term growth and ROI, your website content is going to definitely give you, um, it's going to deliver that longer term growth, right? Versus social media, which again, could be, it's meta now, whatever it's called now, right? <laughs> it could be it's gone the in the same instant. thing. It's, it's the same thing. Exactly. So, you know, I think I love social media. Um, I think it serves its purpose, but yeah, building all of your content and all of your brand on somebody else's platform is just never a good idea. No, I totally agree. And I think that's also why people make the, um, the, the case for having like your own email list and everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you're, you're basically giving somebody else ownership of what you've got on there. And yeah, you're right. It, it could, it, it could start becoming like a paid thing, you know, yeah, like exactly. no offense. I, I don't want to pay for that, especially nope, with the algorithm either. mess and down and, you know, down getting going down last month. Yeah. That was, that threw everybody for a loop. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. It was like 24 hours. It was yeah. the longest outage ever. Yeah. Yeah. And people, it's so funny because all of a sudden people started turning to Twitter. I, <laughs> it's like, yep. you know, it's desperate when people are starting to, Twitter has its yeah. own uses, but you know, it's desperate when people are starting to turn to Twitter. <laughs> Agreed. I'm not, I'm never on Twitter. And you, I agree when people start like flooding it, you're like, oh boy, something's going no, on. Oh, something's going on. Well, you know, as I said in the beginning, we, we, we've been really big advocates for SEO. And we've talked about it on the show before, um, or search engine optimization, but remind us why it's so important. Yeah. So, um, SEO is important because it still drives the majority of online traffic period, paid ads, social media, um, all of that is great, but it's not driving the majority of traffic. You know, uh, 50% of online traffic is generated from organic search. That statistic is probably higher, but it's the most recent one that I've read. Um, and the breadth of organic searches on a daily basis, 3.5 billion plus, means there are a ton of people out there that need your product or your service that need to be able to find you. And SEO bridges that gap, right? Between a question or a need a user has and your product service or offering and SEO helps them find you. And that's why it's just so fundamentally important because it's still the primary driver of how people find information. That is so true. And as you know, as we were talking before we even got on the show, you know, I write Jesse's blogs and Mm -hmm. she sees 
and I mean, it goes beyond blogs because you should be, you should be optimizing like all parts of your website, yes, right? For but sure. Blogs is the easiest way to kind of keep it updated. She saw her search, res- her search results for Google, like they just all of a sudden skyrocketed for key- her keywords. Um, keywords, obviously, as I've mentioned, and I've talked about it kind of before, they're important, but what are, let's just take right, go right into it. Mm-hmm. What are three overlooked ways that people can use SEO? Yeah. So the number one way that I love to talk about is um, the more you focus on SEO, the better your online brand visibility gets, right? So branding and SEO go hand in hand. And it's kind of like a reverse engineering tactic. Um, But the stronger your brand, the more people are searching for you. The more people are searching for you, the more relevant you are in the eyes of Google and your SEO presence gets elevated, right? Um, And on the flip side, if you have really strong branding and somebody brand new comes to your website and their user experience is on point, they're going to remember that. They're going to have a really great user experience and they're going to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to work with this brand in the future or I'm going to contact them for whatever it is that I need. So there's kind of that synergy there that I think no one ever talks about because we think of like SEO as like keywords and I need a developer and there's like weird code and it's kind of hard. But really, SEO is about meeting that user experience and need that user need. And when you do that really well, it elevates your branding too. So that's my number one way I like to talk about it with female business owners, especially because we focus a lot on our branding and our core content pillars and getting our messaging right and all of that. But when you kind of throw SEO into the mix, you kind of see how they lift each other up. So that's my, that's my favorite way. Before we dive into the next one, how, what are some ways to elevate that user experience? Like what are a couple of small ways that people can be doing that? Yeah. So without getting too technical, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to sort of make people feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, obviously you need um, a website that's responsive. You know, people can read it on a mobile device. It's mobile forward. Um, You don't have a 20 second load time for your homepage. Right. If somebody comes to your website, it's not going to take forever to load. So that's sort of some of the, the technical stuff. But I think the number one thing is make your content easy to find. Don't hide it. You know, make it really clear in the navigation what each section of your website is. Um, You know, don't name your blogging content something weird. Just be like, you know, blog or whatever if there's something catchy, but that makes readers go, oh, this is where I can find out, you know, more information or what she's writing about on, you know, every Friday or whatever it is. Um, I think sometimes people get so hung up on the web design and aesthetic, they forget to make it functional for users to find the content that they need to. That's a really great point. Um, I've seen, you know, as as a blogger, I've gone to a lot of different websites just to kind of get inspiration. And there's, there have been times where I've been, even some of the more successful bloggers, I've been kind of like, where's <laughs> where can I find this? So I I completely agree with you that making it easy easy to find is the best. Um, exactly. So what is number? So now that we've kind of really looked into that. What is number two? What's the second overlooked way? So this, this isn't exactly an SEO tactic, but it's a competitive advantage. So chances are your competitors are thinking about SEO, but not doing a darn thing about it. Right. So like most businesses know, Hey, I should be focusing on SEO. I should be doing a content calendar, all of these things, but they're not, 
right? So you get in there, you start writing content, you start blogging regularly, you're making sure that your content is on point and targeting the keywords that you know people are using, you automatically have an advantage over your competitive set. I can't guarantee it, but I can almost guarantee it because I work with enterprise level clients who have big, big budgets. And I can tell you right now, they're not even doing the things they're supposed to for SEO, right? Like everybody knows we're supposed to be doing it, but very few businesses and brands do. Um, And so that's something that I think when people are like, well, it's hard or I need a developer and I don't have time. That's if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will, but your competitors aren't doing it. So you start doing it, you're going to have an advantage. I, you know, it's so funny. Um, when I started my blogging journey, I was just kind of throwing stuff up on my website. Mm. I didn't know anything about SEO and I didn't have a strategy or anything like that. And I was throwing it up and like within, well, you know, with two kids, motherhood changes you. Right. And you just have to be so much more organized. I mean, business, owning a business obviously changes you too, but then take it even a step further and having kids with a business. It's like, oh my goodness. You know, and I started a, like a content calendar and all it is, is a Google sheet. It's very yeah. simple. And it keep, I keep my blog titles, my blog, you know, when I want them posted, like notes about them, all the different pieces, cat, you know, the category tags, links I'm using. I just keep everything in there. And since I started doing that, I have been so much more organized. Yeah. So, yeah. and I've noticed it's- an increase in traffic because I'm, I'm this organized person. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> exactly. And I, that's honestly the Google sheet template that I use with my clients. It, mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just a Google drive sheet, right? It's not overly complicated. Um, but once you start actually doing it, it's kind of like, you know, working out or drinking water right when you wake up. Once you actually start doing it, it's just, it becomes part of, you know, your habit and your routine. And the best part about that too, what you just said is all of that content in that calendar, you can repurpose, right? Mm -hmm. On other platforms. So like one blog post becomes five social media posts. You can create pins. Like, so um, I think there's like a misconception sometimes that you need to create additional content for SEO and it's more work, but really the the content piece for SEO is that sort of foundational piece. And then everything else branches off from there. And I think once you shift your mindset to be like, Oh, SEO is the root piece. And then I can slice and dice it Mm -hmm. um, for social media, et cetera. It becomes, I think a lot more manageable. I totally agree. You know, when I post a blog post, you know, obviously I, you know, just because social media, I don't think social media, we can rely on like a hundred percent as a way to get Mm -hmm. to people. It is an avenue. And I'll always post to social media posts like saying, hey, I've got this up on the blog. And basically what I do is I kind of sum up my first, a lot of times I like, you know, do my catchy first line and, you know, to grab people's attention. And then like maybe I sum up my first paragraph from the post. And then maybe if it's like a list listicle or something like that, I'll put some of the details in there for more. Check out my link in bio or something, you know. And it's all stuff I've already pretty much written. And, you know, I feel like I have to talk for Jessie because she's not here, but I know with, with her, she does these, she does something very similar where she'll take like a blog post, you know, she's, she's big into numbers, like three ways to mm-hmm. do kind of like what we're doing with this episode, yeah, yeah. three ways to do this. And so what she'll do is, um, I do a lot, I do a lot of graphics for her too. I'll take that and I turn it into like a graphics Instagram post, like a carousel post. So it's three ways to do this. And it's like, breaks it up onto the carousel post or vice versa. You know, she's done it the other way around too. Um, 
it's it's just you don't I think one of the things that we always try to impress upon the people on the show is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to be constantly creating. And it's fun to create, right? But if you're just always churning out new stuff, it's gonna burn you out. And yep. Exactly. And what yeah. fun is it? <laughs> it's right, not so, fun at all. No, yeah. no, it's not. All right. So now let's let's get down to it. What's number three? What's our third overlooked way that people can leverage SEO to their advantage? Yeah. So um, okay, so we talked about branding, the competitive advantage. So number three kind of goes in with number one, but it's you can control your messaging. You mm-hmm. can control everything that a user that you want a user to know about you, about your products, about your services, and you can convey that in a way that you want to convey, right? Um, And so I think that this is something that's really, really important. And it kind of ties in with everything. But um, SEO is obviously about keywords and creating content. But it's also about selling yourself, right? And you want to create content that conveys um, to users, hey, you need my service, you need my product, and this is why I'm the best person for that. Um, And when you're focusing on content for SEO, you can control all of that. Not what somebody else says about you, not about that little snippet, you know, the characters in the social media post that cuts you off. You can control all of that. And I think that that's really, really powerful. Um, And you're able to target that message for your different personas, um, your different user base, all of that, right? So you have this huge, huge um, sort of tool, uh, toolkit to be able to, to be like, okay, I'm going to target the female entrepreneur in this content series. And then I'm going to target the burned out mom in this content series and all of that. So um, I think it's really, really powerful and valuable for controlling the messaging um, and who you're talking to and why. So, and I, I don't think people think about SEO like that. Um, I think they just think about it in this like siloed, you know, it's this own thing, but it really comes back to everything else that you're doing online for your business. Um, sort of, you know, SEO is kind of like the glue. So when you think about it like that, um, those are sort of my three that people don't really think about. I think that it's so important to, from because from what I'm picking out from you, a lot of this is not like technical, quote, technical stuff. As you said, you did, you know, we talked about a little bit about keywords at the beginning because I was mentioning it with, you know, ranking and stuff but you didn't talk about keywords or meta description. Like this is just all stuff that is actionable. You know, that even if you don't know anything about SEO to begin with, you, you know, this is all stuff that everybody can be doing without even really needing to go and research it. Yep, exactly. That Um, that being said, you know, and you kind of alluded to it in what you were talking about, but what are some easy steps that somebody could like take today that like, you know, they get on their web, they hear this web, this episode and they get on their website and like, I want to just do something to get my website seen by more people to kind of optimize it better. What, what were you, so what would you say are some easy ways to put what you've been talking about into action? Yeah. So I think the number one way is, and this comes down to sort of on-page SEO basics, is you've got your title and your description. If you use WordPress or a WordPress blog, it's usually like the Yoast plugin. Um, People are super familiar with it. And you put in an optimized title. And that's like your most important signal to Google about what your content's about. So ideally, you've done keyword research. But even if you haven't, let's say you're like, I just want to do something today. I don't want to do keyword research. I don't want to do anything. Just put something that's targeted in that um, title tag. So like, let's say you wrote about, uh, about, you know, Whole30 recipes. Maybe get that keyword Whole30 recipes for busy moms or something like that. Um, and then write a description that's like an elevator speech for your content. 
It's not a ranking factor, but it does get people to click over from the search results to your website, right? And you want that. So go through your top five or 10 pieces of content and do that. If you have keyword research, awesome. Um, and if you want to do that, you could use a tool like Uber Suggest or something like that. Keywords Everywhere is another one that's really affordable. And you can be like, okay, I wrote about this topic. I'm going to see if there are any keywords that would make sense to sort of target. Um, and you can go in and maybe sprinkle those into the content, maybe tweak the title if you need to. And you can do that in 30 minutes or less, you know, title, description. And if you wanted to go take a look at some keywords and, and make some tweaks to your content to sort of um, to reflect those keywords that you found. Those are all super easy. Now you mentioned like, go look at your five to 10 top posts. How do you, and this might be a little bit more technical. Yeah. Uh, what tips do you have for measuring success when it comes to this? Yeah. So um, Google analytics and Google search console, most people have Google analytics set up. Not many people have Google search console set up. So Google analytics, you can go in, you can go into behavior you can go under like content and look at your landing pages and filter for organic traffic and see how are people getting to my site via organic traffic. And you can look to see the titles of um, your URL. So you can look at it that way. But my favorite way is to use Google Search Console because it shows you which keywords people are actually searching on and that Google is ranking your content for. And there's I did really not no other... know this. Surprisingly. Yeah. I didn't even know that difference. Oh yeah. So Google search console. So you can go in and you can search by query. You can search by page, whatever. It gives you impressions, average position clicks and your click through rate. And the best part about it is it's retroactive for 16 months. So if you go and set it up on your website right now, and it literally takes five minutes, it's super easy to do. You don't need to do anything fancy. Um, if you have like Show it or Squarespace or WordPress. It's all super easy integrations, just like setting up Google Analytics. And you'll see 16 months of retroactive data. So every single keyword that drove traffic to your website, what like keywords Google is ranking, you know, X blog post on, um, how many people clicked over, if there are any errors on your site, like 404 errors, not to get technical, but maybe you updated a link and you just, and it's broken and you need to go back and just update it with the new one, that kind of stuff. It is, I get really excited talking about it. You can tell because it is just, and it's free and it's like this gold mine of information. Um, and it's really, I, it's life-changing, I think for most business owners who are really like hustling on their business, but not focusing on SEO. Um, and you get in there and you're like, oh, I know that this blog post drives the most clicks and impressions, and this is the keywords that Google associates with it. And you can use that information too, right? Mm -hmm. So if the idea of keyword research is really overwhelming, go and see what Google's already ranking it for. And if That's it aligns, awesome. yeah. And if it aligns with what you want, use that and be like, okay, we're going to tweak this and, and make the title to reflect that, et cetera. So yeah, that's like my number one most favorite thing, Google Search Console. I love it. It's I could geek out on it all day. I'm going to have to link that in our show notes then too. It's so funny. I, it's, I never even realized the distinction between the two of them. And I can tell from your passion, like I'm going to be just as excited about it now because I'm going to go and check this out and see what I can do for my website with it. Exactly. Well, so you've already helped me with, uh, yay, with my yay. stuff. So <laughs> where can people find out more about you, your services? And I understand that you have uh, a special coming up. 
Yeah. So um, people can find me at ninagibson.co. Um, you can also find me on Instagram with the same handle, um, ninagibson.co. I am launching something called the SEO Sisterhood in January. It's unofficially launched now, and I'm super excited about it. It's a half-day workshop for female entrepreneurs who really want to start doing they don't want to do another digital course. They don't want to listen to, you know, read another technical article where they don't really understand um, at the end of it what SEO is or how it can benefit. And it's a working workshop. I'm keeping it really small. You have your laptop open and we literally go through keywords and how to find them, how to optimize your website. We talk about analytics. If you don't have Google Search Console set up, we'll do it in the workshop. Um, yeah. And as we're going through the different modules, we're going to map out your 2022 SEO marketing plan. So, wow. So they will be like, yeah, all set. All set. So exactly which keywords to target, when to publish your content titles, the whole shebang. And I'm really excited about it because I wanted to give something for women to be like, you know what? You can take ownership of this. You can hire somebody if you want to, but if you really want to be able to start doing it on your own and understand why you're doing what you're doing, this is the workshop for you. I totally, I think it's always so important. Yeah. And maybe, maybe in the end they do end up hiring somebody, but at least, at least they understand what they're, this person is talking about. And that way, I think you better put it into action, you know, throughout exactly. your time. So that is amazing. Well, we hope people will go check that out. Nina, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. This was great. So as we said, Jesse was not able to be here for this interview. So I'm going to share kind of my takeaways, Jesse, so you can. Yeah, so, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah well, I we'll... haven't actually listened to it yet. So I am really excited Oh, you're in to for hear... a treat. You're in yeah. for a treat. So basically, what I loved about Nina, not only is she just very, um, she's very like succinct, <laughs> you know, so, mm. and don't get me wrong. I love the guests that we come on here and we're like chatting away and it's all of a sudden 45 minutes is left and we're like, oh yeah, wow, just blows this is going to be a very long show. Um, Nina's were, you know, it was, she was very quick um, and very um, precise about everything, which I love. And I think that that just goes to show you how like well she knows her business because she was able to sum things up very clearly um, in a quick, quick amount of time. So basically my takeaway was that she didn't even really get into a lot of the technical SEO aspects, which she was kind of saying is a lot of the, the like foundation items that you really mm. need to have in place and that is what's going to help you with SEO, like basically really getting to know your brand and those keywords, developing a clear brand, because that is basically you can use SEO as much as you want. And that it, this is true. As much as we want to use our keywords and everything, just because you get good at that doesn't necessarily mean people are going to come to your website. So what she was saying, right. one of the first steps was like, getting clear on your branding. Mm-hmm. So, and we've heard this before, like if, if you kind of carve out your look, your aesthetic, people are going to know that it's you without even seeing a logo necessarily. Um, so that was one thing that she kind of started with because she said, you know, if people know you and you can do this through social media um, and just like promoting the fact that you have like a website element and, um, if people know you, they're going to look for you and Google is going to see that increase in 
like people looking for your website. Mm, gotcha. um, so that's what's going to help you. So create creating that cohesive and clear idea of what your brand is about, the colors, um, word, you know, you have a very clear wording that you use, you know, yeah, you like full, your message very, and your keywords your message, and your, your voice, audience, you know, having all of that in place is really going to help not only in knowing what keywords you should be using throughout blog posts or website copy or in that little Yoast box. Um, I know you have Squarespace, but Yoast is like yeah. a WordPress thing. Um, you know, having those, knowing the keywords you need to be using, um, that is what's going to get people to your website. So that was one thing I really took away. Sounds like I a different thought. sort of take on SEO than what we've heard yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. Because is it, you know, we've talked about, and it's funny because I went into the conversation as somebody who isn't an ex- SEO expert, but knows a lot about SEO because of my other part of not only being a blogger, but doing blogs for other people and knowing I need to put in these keywords and, and help people to find some people to find their keywords yeah. um, so that they end up ranking. I expected this to be like super technical conversation. And the next, one of the next things I took away is the whole idea of like a content calendar, which we've talked about when it comes to blogging and like Instagram, but not necessarily how it goes with the SEO. And I think it ties back to that whole organized approach um, to your entire brand, you know, really yeah. as I said, <laughs> like, like honing in on those keywords and what you're going to be talking about on your yeah. website, you know, again, not just copy, but blog posts and then get translating that to social media. And, and so you're not sounding like one person over on, like, it, it's one thing to be a little bit more informal, maybe on your social media, because it's so instantaneous, but to have a similar voice between the two, um, mm-hmm. was something that I thought, um, was really interesting. To yeah. have on there. So again, a very different conversation from what I was expecting. Um, but not any less important than yeah, I'm excited would, to listen. What we would consider like technical SEO jargon, yeah. which um we actually are gonna have Nina back um next episode, and she is gonna get a little bit more into that technical stuff with backlink. So um, you know, next week make sure to tune in to that YouTube mm-hmm. Jesse. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group at Cocktails and Content Creation Community. Follow us on Instagram. And you can move us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I actually found out that most people wa- listen to us on Apple Podcasts, interestingly oh. enough. And then, like, the next one, Spotify. So, please. Very nice. Please, please review. Uh, I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos or at the Brand Photographer Method if you're a photographer looking to get into brand photography. Make sure to tune in next time, as myself included, uh, for another <laughs> great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Happy content creating.